Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Seaspire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 362, and today we'll be talking about Jeremiah from Summer Camp Island. I'm GC13. And I'm David. So, I think it's fair to say Jeremiah may be one of the more uncomfortable episodes of Summer Camp Island. Easily the darkest material, I think, and the, um, it's not body gross out, except maybe from Hedgehog's perspective, but it is just the darkest in, (laughs) there's not quite villains in Summer Camp Island, but threats to the island and its campers. Yeah, I mean, you talk about, you, you talk about gross out from Hedgehog's perspective, and I don't know, just thinking about the the imagery of everyone, you know, crawling up and grabbing onto her. I, I don't know, I'm just thinking of the portrayal of lepers in earlier eras of fiction. Perhaps something to apply there. <laughs> it has a nasty vibe. <laughs> Poor Hedgehog has to suffer through all the campers becoming increasingly weak. Something... A little nicer, especially with the accompanying piano and jazz, than perhaps the Invader Zim episode where Dib is successively weakened over time because of a time-traveling rubber piggy incident. I I was thinking Dark Harvest with the spread of illness would have been more applicable to Jeremiah. (laughs) Yeah, the whole school fails. Actually, come to think of it, Jeremiah is stealing their strength for his own uh, benefits, so... I mean, oh, that's really? yeah, Zim Jeremiah. That's true. I was thinking of how everyone looks worse, but yeah, that there was no material benefit to Zim except for Z- Dib's death in the case of the rubber piggies. Dark Harvest makes a lot more sense. Ooh, but I mean, you want to talk about? I mean, I know this is like way into the series, so everyone should be on board the Susie train by now, but. Like, Susie riding in to save the day? I mean, how could you not want to cheer for that? And I I think she's looking pretty cut these days. Oh, that's scary. (laughs) According to Oscar, which, thank you for that contribution to the uh, opinions on Susie, Oscar. (laughs) I mean, I thought Oscar was just an expert on her eyebrows. Now he's checking out her musculature? Very interesting. I don't know. I I, I think that, uh... I think that loyal assistant spell might have uh, had a lasting effect. <laughs> Pretty decent theory. I mean, it's no eyebrow museum, but it's something. I wonder if that's what makes Oscar have such a telepathically intrudable mind, such that Susie can easily reach out to him hmm. as of the start of the episode. Perhaps it's in his glowworm nature. The boy does, just doesn't have walls, you see. <laughs> <laughs> it could be because he's a dum-dum, also. It could have nothing to do with the glowwormness. That really all combines together, doesn't it? I, I do think that the telepathy thing was kind of odd because Susie also had physical control of the teddy bear that, you know, donned her head. I mean, she she might have combined the two. She She might have taken control of the teddy bear to have something for him to project her face onto. I just wonder if she can do that. It seems like she can also see Oscar. Is she seeing through Oscar's eyes? Could she just command a teddy bear with her head on it to march in, into her home and look at the oven herself? I, You know, whatever. But we have to have a reason for Oscar to go stumbling into Susie's home, which gives us more benefits than just the encounter with Jeremiah. 
apparently Oscar will just do the dirty work of burying your dead if you got any lying <laughs> around your place. Bring out your dead indeed. <laughs> that definitely helps set the darker tone of the episode. Oscar's just committed to a full little obituary and ritual. Yeah, he's he's eulogizing the toothpaste tube who he has never met in his life. Right. Well, you know, he's had a toothpaste friend before who I Fred. can't believe how little care he gave to Fred's departure instead of, you know, the actual departure of life that he presumed this other tube of toothpaste of Susie's to have had. Yeah, I mean, well, one will talk your ear off and the other's never bothered him in her life, so. <laughs> hmm, what does that say about Oscar? But, you know, he's still a good guy because he decides to take in a mandrake uh, root as a child and literally gives his life <laughs> to supporting them. Yeah, oh man, Jeremiah gets disgusting looking once he's about oscar size too he he starts out small and cute then he goes into his uh right he does not grow up well he does have that zim vibe of you know kind of visibly growing and containing the the energy of others and with his nasty germy little hands i like <laughs> the fake out that he's actually draining their energy but they kind they kind of want you to go oh he's making them sick no 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 this is this is something else right it's definitely worse that he takes their life and a somewhat smaller detail when he throws out his ropes of life tentacles that can suck from long distances he wraps it around a sentient rock which is uh, completely inorganic i assume which means he's not draining... Yeah, but it is alive. Yeah, he's draining life energy from sentient beings, not just their material being. Yeah, he's he gains a lot of juice out of that, to the point where it makes me wonder why he even bother sneaking around the camp at night. Right, like if he can grow so quickly, what's even the point? Also, why did those trees not narc on him to Alice and Betsy? I'm just asking the hard questions here. Well, were they also on important business with Susie? We don't know, but might as well assume. Yeah, one can assume that because, you know, otherwise he, Susie definitely would have just, actually, probably what she should have done is tell Oscar to tell Hedgehog to tell uh, <laughs> someone who's allowed in Susie's cabin. I, I guess, I guess Hedgehog's allowed in Susie's cabin, but do not send Oscar in there. I hope Susie has learned a valuable lesson. I mean, it is an innocent thing, though. Susie calls herself strong, but she's too lazy to realize what a danger Oscar is. If she were really strong, she'd be committed to keeping him out of that cabin. <laughs> she does put up a sign later. <laughs> so, you know. And he immediately, immediately violates the sign. <laughs> well, yeah, she should have had a few of those around the, the barrier saying no Oscars allowed. You know, but oh well. Keep out, Oscar. <laughs> like, uh, on Craig of the Creek. <laughs> I do like, uh, again, thinking about organics, that we have an early feeding moment where Oscar just keeps pouring different snacks oh, <laughs> onto yes. Jeremiah, and one, Jeremiah doesn't really seem to be absorbing them at all, and two, not only do they keep getting poured on the ground, but we actually get a shot that I had to, like, go and look at again, because they're both talking and laughing, and Oscar's like, do you like cherries? And it just cuts to, zoomed in on the yeah. carpet, 
the food and then the chair is also falling onto the carpet. For some reason, the carpet almost looks like the surface of Root, you know, because it's got weird, like, porous, hole-looking things. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was a zoom-in on Jeremiah the first time, but no, it's just focusing on the fact that the carpet is what's getting fed, which was adorable. Yep. Yep. I mean, like I said, if you watch the the episode again, knowing what Jeremiah is doing, you can see when he's feeding off of Oscar, because, you know, they, they make it obvious. He's immediately becoming tired as soon as Jeremiah drains him. Right, right after the first hug. But, you know, because Oscar is sleep-deprived, so you're not thinking about that. You're just thinking, oh, hey, Oscar needs to go to sleep because, you know, Susie doesn't know what boundaries are. (laughs) I do very much enjoy that Summer Camp Island continues to put twists on fantasy magical characters that are more at the edges of our cultural awareness. You know, having mandrakes be something that don't just, like, scream when you take them out of the ground or something. But rather, you know, slowly absorb energy from people. That's a good spin on the, hey, what is this weird root that kind of looks like a person <laughs> thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, my uh, my primary experience with mandrakes is when playing through Ziggurat. And, I mean, they're not very good at killing you, but they will try to kill you while screaming, at least. Yeah, this I I, I think this episode would have been bumped up a notch in freakiness if at any point during Jeremiah's development he had just started screeching. That would have been very hard to pull off with the Summer Camp Island vibes, you know? Yeah, that's that's another show. I don't know what show could handle that. (laughs) I'm certain someone could. I just don't know if it's any that we're watching right now. It It is pretty cool to see how Summer Camp Island does do this type of episode, though, where the concept is pretty bad <laughs> as far as, like, this is a pretty serious situation, and yet, you know, how does it get resolved? Oscar has to put his foot down and give tough love to talk Jeremiah out of, yeah. you know, killing Hedgehog, essentially. Yeah, he he says he'll drain Oscar dry, which is a death threat, but then, you know, he's says, I'm going to drain you until you're worm food, which is an <laughs> even more explicit death threat. Yeah, well, and <laughs> we do avoid that old death word again, even with Oscar dancing around it, saying to the toothpaste, Oh, you're not- I thought you were not alive! <laughs> it's <laughs> it's all those little cute things, but yeah, even as the horde of zombie, you know, <laughs> campers was coming towards zombie Hedgehog, campers. we still had the gentle music playing, and you know, there's- Liquids! <laughs> Solids! <laughs> yeah, I loved all the campers. Uh, and then Lem's just sitting there <coughs> chowing down on the candy cereal. Shouldn't eat that Lem, you'll get sick. Yeah, which I thought she might have been impervious, but no. Yep. She got got. At the end of this, Jeremiah transforms into a weird little starfish person with green hair. Not sure why or how to interpret that. Um... But it happens, and I guess Oscar will regularly visit him, but whether or not that comes to fruition in another episode, I think there's a little more interesting things to do with this character. Like, from Susie's description, you would think that this is just a type of being that grows over time, and she just says, you know, he needs more maturation in the ground before he's really ready to grow up and absorb nutrients again, but... Yet he seemed to be like a conscious and awake being at some point who knew Susie well and they went way back. So there's something interesting going on there. Uh, I th- I think he was 
I think he was conscious of being placed into the ground by her, but I, I don't think they knew each other very much. I I don't expect to see Jeremiah again, but I, I would like the lore of the Manchak. Like, why does she keep this thing around? Obviously, mm-hmm. it's useful to her, but how? That's a good point. Is it a utility? Is this something that, like, why would Susie cultivate this? I mean, because it's with just the whole, oh, it's an energy absorbing mandrake. And why would you keep this around? Person who has a whole lot of energy. It reminds me of, oh, gee, Rick, why would you have something that can sterilize, you know, the entire population uh, around? Isn't that kind of dangerous? And Rick's like, well, what what am I going to do next time I need to sterilize a planet's biosphere? Are you going to do it for me? No. Thinking about how mandrakes have been used both in just like old cultural stories and modern pop culture usages, including like Harry Potter. It's interesting to consider, obviously, Susie's primary thing in the show is her relationship with Ramona. And Ramona's kind of trapped as being an old person in another slice of time, right? Mandrakes have this idea of being used for healing and i don't know if there's some dramatic version of the healing that could be applied here but perhaps there's a relationship like with some point of maturation in jeremiah's life perhaps he could be useful for some type of potion or brew or elixir that could uh, help susie break this problem she has i i think you're reading too much (laughs) too much into it i i i just want to know like in general like, uh, yeah, I know this is coming from Mr. Emma is Mildred mm-hmm. and the glitch techs all live in a simulation. Yeah, I can't believe this I, is I, what you refute. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm just saying I don't see any any reason to think that Jeremiah is of any importance to the plot. But I do want to know, like, in general, witchcraft, what's it used for? Hmm, curious. We'll see. I The fact that it is a creature known to be used. It, it's just that Summer Camp Island doesn't seem to be that kind of show. Well, yeah, probably not, like, super dramatic with, you know, Ramona, but it definitely has relevance to a witch's life, right? At minimum, mandrakes are going to be used in some kind of creation of a witch. If there's a less dramatic application, uh, we'll we'll see what it could be. Because we, we've never had searching for a magical ingredient be, be set up like this before. We, we've had an episode about searching. For magical ingredients, but they were <laughs> themselves mundane ingredients. Right. So yeah, if uh, if Jeremiah was going to be used for something big plot-wise, that would be new territory for Summer Camp Island. Anyway, guys, that's been us on Jeremiah. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm David. Help us cultivate our <laughs> growing roots by giving us a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com.